wouldn't be pouring your sauce all over the chips, would you? No, I'm a dipper. But you know why? Because I love, I love the segregation. I love. <laughs> oh, I was like so close to finishing, and then this old bloke just goes, "Oi, mate, <laughs> do the fog bit." Like, Dick down a Dyson is class. <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome back to the Critical Bands Podcast, where we take the best bits from your favorite late night show and package them into a podcast. I don't know the new script. Senny, welcome. <laughs> I'm back, boys. Hello, after my hello. trip. Should we acknowledge the fact that we are in Manny's house? <laughs> yeah. He's not allowed to record with us, but he is sitting right there behind the camera in the director's chair. Should we explain why, perhaps? Perhaps we should. Should we break the illusion of what's happened in today's episode? So... You know, we're recording this on a Saturday, mm. but we have a guest on today, mm. Luke Kidgel. But we famous Australian famous. Comedian. Sorry, yeah, let's give him the respect. Yeah, absolutely, big get from us to big, be honest. Very big guest, very big guest. Great Blue, guy as well. Blue check mark. Yeah, that was nice guy. He's got it all, really. That is true. And we're playing. Know. What is the question with him? And oh, we recorded that before. That was. I was trying to get to that. We did record that about ten days ago, <laughs> 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 but. We are going to release that this week, but we haven't recorded the log for it. So that's why we're here. And Manny was not able to join us for that recording. Mm. And so even though he's free now <laughs> for the sake of continuity. <laughs> and so when Luke goes back to rewatch it and, who's, and he'll be like, who the hell is that guy? <laughs> who's this Asian bloke that's rocked up <laughs> out of nowhere? <laughs> so that's why Manny is not here. But anyway, I did miss last week's episode. I was up in Brisbane and I caught the plane for the first time in about two years. Mm. And I have to say, I it felt weird. I forgot how to behave on a plane. You know what I mean? Like I, I used to be a good flyer. I used to know what to do, but now it's it's gone out of my system. But I feel like everyone else is still the baboons that they used to be. Aren't you in business class up with the classy folk? No, unfortunately for domestic, there is no business. So I was Shame. I was in lowly economy with the other <laughs> chimpanzees. So probably like 10 years since you've flown economy, really. Yeah, it's been heaps. Yeah, it's been a long time, but... <laughs> You know, people have not changed. As soon as the plane lands, everyone's still standing up. That's an. Why do they do that? I right. genuinely don't. You're in row Z, yeah. all right? Like, you're not going to get out anytime soon. For one of them, I was in row 55. Yeah. There was 56 <laughs> rows, and the person next to me still decided to get up. I'm like, brother, relax, sit down. It's going to be at least 20 minutes. Mm. Um, and then I was in the middle seat. And there's that famous Jim Jeffries bit where he says, you know, the etiquette, the plane etiquette, mm. where if you're in the middle seat, you get two armrests. Both armrests, correct. aisle gets the aisle seat, like the aisle like space, mm. and they get like the armrest and window gets the window and a bit of um, armrest as well. Mm. These people gave me nothing. I was fighting for my life the entire <laughs> plane ride. Literally any time they lifted their elbow, my yeah. elbow went straight Slide back in. in there. Yeah. And I was having a mare of it. So I just gave up and I just folded my arms like this and just went to sleep. No, I don't think you can give up with those people. You have to teach them a lesson. So like, cause I think with the middle seat, right? Depending on when the order of people come in, mm. either way, you're gonna have a second dibs at least. Yeah, yeah. Right, so you're gonna, cause the guy in the aisle seat has not sat down exactly. or he's gotten up for you to sit down. So you're gonna take the right armrest. <laughs> that's guaranteed. It's the left guy you gotta worry you about. You gotta fight, yeah. And that's when you gotta get your elbows out a little bit. Just put some like pressure on him. Mm. No, he knows then he cannot move. Exactly. Just and let then, him know you're there. Exactly. It's like soccer. Just, you know, get an elbow in early. Just let him know that you're there. So you didn't end up getting the two armrests. No, absolutely not. Which was, it was a damn shame. And I, I hate it as well. Cause for one of them, I was like, so like you said, the two people were already sitting there and I was in the middle. Mm. And so I had to ask the guy to get up and that man made a whole massive deal of it. Like what? I was a massive inconvenience <laughs> yeah. to his life. Oh, really? He's like, oh. 
and then to like get up and I'm like, geez, relax, mate. Sorry. How busy was, how like, how packed, packed. was the flight? Literally Actually. packed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my brothers and my mum flew overseas and apparently there was three people on the flight. <laughs> and so my brother had the, apparently the best flight he's ever had because he really? had to lie down in the four seats in the middle. Oh, that's a poor man's business sleep. class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, so the international I think is like that, but domestic, yeah, fuck, he was packed, dude. There's actually people in the cargo like area as well. It was like so packed. What? No, I'm joking. <laughs> All right, those like stowaways. Yes, yeah, stowaways. <laughs> but no, I went up to Brisbane and fuck, it's been a long time since I've been up to Brisbane. I've got to say, they're low-key mm. feral up there. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think, yeah, Brisbane people Different are, breed up yeah. there. I, I could tell I was, you know, as a brown person, I could already tell I was on the back foot. Weren't you visiting another brown guy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, people giving us the side eye, stink eye. No, they weren't. Oh, getting a few looks here and there. What do you mean? Two brown guys walking in a majority white neighborhood. Right. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> See, the, it's like they think it's a zoo or something. <laughs> never seen anyone like that before. But otherwise, yeah, it was pretty good. It was nice to get on a plane. Have you have you caught a plane yet? I've not. I'm yet to catch a plane. I'll be catching a plane with you. I think. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> when we go to Melbourne. True, true. When is that? April. That's in April. So, so you still got some time. I got some time to prepare myself for the baboons on the flight <laughs> and, and prepare my elbows before we get in, get on. <laughs> But I was going to say, do you go in Brisbane? Yeah. Is there crocodiles everywhere? Nah, Brisbane is okay. If you go further up north, once you go like towards Cairns, Townsville, then mm. literally all the like beaches and whatnot are infested with Didn't crocs. Didn't you fly to Cairns as well? Like the week before? Don't break the illusion of that. Yeah, they were, I did. But for this- the purpose of this story, <laughs> I wanted to keep it as that was the first time I flew. The one I went to fl- Cairns, it was actually empty. So I had a whole row to myself. Okay, so you've flown two, <laughs> two, two, in two destinations weeks, yeah. in two weeks. This must be nice. <laughs> this must be so nice. Um, yeah, so that was my, that was why my absence last week. But I do want to talk about something else. Mm. There is a real pandemic going on, and <laughs> it's not Corona. And it's not Corona. And you know, this is why you know I don't want people to say we don't tackle the big issues here on Critical Banter. But mm. I want to talk about the monopolization that Dyson have on hand dryers in bathrooms. <laughs> Every fucking bathroom you go to has a da- Dyson hair dryer, uh, hand dryer. Which one are the Dyson ones, right? Because there's cause, yeah, there's a couple of hand dryers that I've seen. Yeah. There's the ones that are at the hand level yeah. where you put your like hands down yeah. and the air comes from both sides. Yeah. But then there's the regular one where you put your hands up. Those I've never, I haven't seen those in a long those time. It's the ones where you put your hands down mm. and then, you know, you dangle them around a bit and the air just comes out. Yeah. I don't even bother washing. I don't even bother drying my hands. Actually, I did see someone. Like, I'm going to out this person. I went to, a, I was in the bathroom yesterday and I saw a guy who come in with like a Deliveroo. Like he was wearing the full getup. Mm. Man stood in the urinal next to me firstly, which was aggressive to begin with because there was three other free ones. Stay away. Got his wang out, had a good waz. Yeah. I went to go wash my hands. <laughs> I watched this, I watched this man zip up and walk straight out. Fantastic. The Deliveroo. Handling your food. Handling <laughs> your food. Disgusting. That's why I don't tip boys. <laughs> but, uh, well, first of all, right. I don't even rate the Dyson hand tries. What? Because when yeah, I, it's sublime. When I put them in, I, I feel like the water doesn't get out fully. Like, yes, it does. How long? And also this pressure from the, cause there's usually only one Dyson hand dryer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just and people like, lining up yeah, for it. Yeah, you can't be standing there waiting. No, you for take it. your time, 20 seconds, 30 seconds. No, I don't bother. I do the old wash my hands and then just on the jeans. Oh, chat. See you later. It's far more efficient, I must it is. say. It is, but I just want to know. I just want to know how did Dyson get the contract for every single bathroom <laughs> in every shopping center and airport in Australia? But you're happy with it though. Oh, I'm absolutely happy with it, but I was just baffled. Like where's the other... Hand drying companies, they're falling behind. I can't even tell. Fujitsu, do they do? They do air cons. Yeah, but do they do hair dryers? That's Mark Taylor, bro. <laughs> they must do air hand dryers as well. I just, yeah, they're just all, all the, air. So what, like LG, they all must. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But 
Why is a Dyson? That's what I want to know. Can a Dyson representative please reach out to us and explain why their monopoly is okay? What about Dyson? Dyson vacuums? I don't Dyson believe in that. Nah. Really? <laughs> just fundamentally don't believe in that. Just get a normal vacuum. What's the difference? The Dyson ones are so small as well. You got to like continuously like... Actually, what is the benefit of a Dyson vacuum? Because I have a Dyson vacuum at home and everyone seems to like just want Dyson products. Like we bought a birthday gift for someone, yeah. Dyson Airwrap. $800. That was a doozy. What, what does it do? No idea. It's just like a normal hairdryer, isn't it? <laughs> just you can buy one for 50 bucks. Girls hair every now and then. <laughs> I saw it. There's like, the, now there's Dyson fans and all it is, there's no like blades. It's just a circle. It's just a, that is pretty cool. That tech is I pretty really cool. I really don't understand how that works. Neither do I. It's pseudoscience to me. <laughs> it's, it's black like- magic. <laughs> <laughs> but then I saw it um Target. Or Kmart actually. Um, there was a fan selling for four dollars fifty <laughs> deal on Ozpark, <laughs> <laughs> like with the with the rotors. And yeah, everything? with the rotors. I'm saying, nah, it's old technology, dude. You got to move on with the times. <sighs> Maybe, but I do want to know, like, how Dyson has had a grip on just everything air related. Please, oh, I'm, I'm baffled. It is, yeah. Alrighty, boys. Uh, today we are joined by, by a very special guest, but of course, um, as always, we do a bit of a run through because we're defined by our numbers. Uh, Eighty-five thousand Instagram followers, co-host of the Luke and Lewis podcast, seventy-four <laughs> shows over seven months. With this show, cheers to that coming up very soon. Nine hundred and fifty k. TikTok followers, please welcome to the podcast, Australian comedian, Luke Kidgel. Welcome, Ace. Thank you very much for having me. What an intro. <laughs> I feel like you shouldn't be um, congratulating me yet for shows I haven't <laughs> <laughs> Like You're like, oh man, he's doing so many shows. Like the, That's the plan. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, I could just be like, nah, you know what I mean? True, true. I went down, I was counting all the shows that you were doing and it took me like five minutes because you're basically doing them everywhere. I think we've just added another one yesterday as well. Oh, where did you count? We added Alice Springs last night. Nah, miss that. <laughs> Maybe let me do that yeah. again then. 75 <laughs> shows over seven months. Thank you very much. I still haven't done any, but God, we are very ambitious. So that's good. <laughs> Beauty. Well, Luke, we, uh, we ask every guest this. Um, what is your rarest moment? Yes, I've, I've heard this question. I was excited to get it. Um, <laughs> I feel like when I wake up, it gets rare. And when I go to bed, I, I, I think it's, I didn't know where to, what to pick, right? So <laughs> yeah. I think this is like, this is, I don't even think it's that weird, but everyone in my life thinks it's weird. I separate my food. Please explain further. <laughs> I can't have like my tomato. Say if I've got like a barbecue, right? And I've got something with tomato sauce on it. Mm. I will not allow that to ch- touch a salad or a vegetable <laughs> next to it. What about like a burger? Is that just mm. completely off the cards? <laughs> just everything's touching. It's a nightmare. Yeah. What's wrong with me? I love burgers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If it's slapped between two buns, I, my brain doesn't have a problem with it. Yeah. <laughs> if it's supposed to be separated, I don't know. So that's the thing I do. But And then, or I don't know. I think this is everyone though. This is not just me. Whenever I get a chicken parma or parmi, sorry. It's, uh, <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Well, no, incorrect, but um, I'm going to translate uh, correct English to you. So, uh, <laughs> whenever I get one of them, I have to get the chips out from underneath. Mm. I will not eat it until the chips are out from underneath. Is that just me? <laughs> That's just you, bro. I've never heard. Actually, to be fair, I do, I do have a friend who's also like that, like very anal about just making sure that nothing touches. So, like, for example, like, he, like obviously sauce. You wouldn't be pouring your sauce all over the chips, would you? 
No, I'm a dipper. But you know why? Because I love I love the segregation. I love <laughs> oh, when you get a little bo- that. Geez, do not by the way cut that out of. That <laughs> That's going to be clipped up. <laughs> Luke Kidgel, I love the segregation. <laughs> Luke Kidgel talking to two immigrants. I love segregation. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, no, but I love that sweet little bowl of aioli you get. Uh, it separates it from the start. Yeah, that way you can pick and choose how much you want. Oh, it's amazing. Perfect. Yeah, well, look, pretty, pretty rare. I'm not going to lie. Like The separation is – no, but the fact that you're inconsistent with it, that you like burgers, but if it's on a plate, that's mm. a no-go. That is quite rare, I have to say. Yeah, that's not good. This is another one, but it's very niche, but I, uh, it's not really rare. It's just weird. I – am right-handed and I play golf left-handed. Ambidextrous. Ambidextrous, yeah. You put that on the resume. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a lot of um, cricketers, like Mitch Stark is left-hand bowler. That wasn't really a rare moment. Now I'm just bragging. (laughs) (laughs) It's humble brag. What's what's the handicap? Uh, Oh, cannot. No, I don't. Like, I don't play golf <laughs> yeah. like i don't have a handicap like, I, I rock up and you know hit balls like and drink beers yeah i participate i'm mainly there for the beverages but yeah just to get 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 a bit of vitamin d and uh i will look if i if you you know what guys my hands are tied you clearly want me to <laughs> i did play around uh over summer for the first time in like five years and i hit three pars that's pretty good. You take that every day of the week. Yeah. But I think Ro was asking, do you have any physical handicaps? <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to make a joke about that. And I was like, you know what? After the segregation comment, I'm going like, to leave that one to the keeper. <laughs> Committing hate crimes on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, let's get back on track. Um, so, yeah, we talk about the shows that you haven't done and, and apparently may not do. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm fully planning to do them. Yeah. like... With COVID these days, yeah, it's. I just didn't want to get any accolades or you know any uh any praise for scheduling in shows. <laughs> True. Any we can schedule some shows. Yeah, if exactly. We want. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, guys, congratulations, and then you just go, yeah, we're not going to do them, but God, it's great to have them on your website. Exactly, hundred percent. But I, I want to know a little bit more about you, Luke. Back in the day, like. I suppose, when did you know you were funny? You know, was there a moment where you're like, because Sen has this moment. Mm. He tells us all the time. He's like, in primary school, I knew I was funnier than everyone else. (laughs) Did you have like similar sort of like, did anything click for you? I don't think I was particularly that funny in school. Like I look back at it now, I definitely thought I was. Mm. Like I was definitely like, oh yeah, man, I'm, I'm crushing, but yeah. I've got friends still that are like funnier than me. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't think I'm the funniest guy I'm in the friendship group. Like when we're all out and stuff. But I, it's also pretty easy. Like, I think it's really easy to be like funny around your friends. Mm. Yeah. Like, cause that's the thing about comedy is it's almost why it's like hard to respect comedy <laughs> because everyone's been like accidentally hilarious once. Yeah. True. Right. Like everyone's like made the whole friendship group laugh. Just once. So, therefore, like when you get up there and do it on stage, like I can do this. Mm. It's like, and then I guess the skill is repeating that for an hour. Um, it gets more challenging. But I, I don't know. I, to answer your question, I, I thank you that you think I'm funny. That's <laughs> a huge compliment. Um, I don't know. I, I think I have a memory of my year 11 English teacher one day saying like as like an off-the-cuff comment. She's like, oh, I think you, you should try stand-up one day. Mm. Um but I don't, I don't think she was being serious. Yeah. And now she probably goes like, oh, my God, I was I was kidding. Like, what, what, <laughs> she really took that quite literally and did it for seven years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I, it must have been school. I was definitely like a show-off, definitely like the class clown type of guy. But I 
don't think I was very good at it. How did you get into comedy then? If it was, you know, if you didn't take your year 11 English teacher's advice. Well, I uh, was the first year at high school. I was doing a degree in a Bachelor of Music business. And the only thing I learned was there's no money in music. (laughs) (laughs) Thing to learn. It took me five months of the course to figure that one out. And then I uh, went to the comedy festival in March and I, I'd never seen stand-up comedy before, like I was out of high school. And I watched Nick Cody's show, who's mm-hmm. um, a great Melbourne stand-up comedian. And uh, I think kind of arrogantly, like, you know when you watch someone good do something and yeah. make it look easy? I, I did that thing. I was in the crowd. I was like, I could probably do this. Uh, <laughs> and it was much harder once I started doing it. Um, and yeah, and then I just went to an open mic like in June, three months later. I took like three months to to kind of build up the courage slash write a set. And I don't remember anything I said the first show. Mm. And I remember I got like three laughs and that was enough to make me come back for round two. Nice. And I just kept on doing that. And I, isn't that shocking? Isn't that arrogant to just think like, I'm funny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I always think that whenever I see like a new open micer, like this is my first gig. I'm like, this bloke's got tickets on himself. Gee, (laughs) (laughs) everyone did the same thing. Like all all of us have had the thought before. Like I I, I reckon I could do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, speaking of like shows, I suppose, um, I was listening to Lewis when he was talking about only selling 17 tickets to a show in Gympie. Um, and I was wondering kind of if you had any horror stories about your worst show or shows. The first show I ever did, I mean, I didn't really consider it a horror story because it was on a Monday night in Newcastle back in 2017. I did a show to like 23 people, but that's uh, that's good. Like, I'm not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Monday night in Newcastle, I'd done like one viral video at the time of me ignoring science. Yep. I was shocked anyone showed up to be honest. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I don't know. I, I've had a – I mean, the comedy festivals, you always have a few – like shows where you know it might be like a Wednesday night, and in, especially in those first years, I I remember I think one year I sold like fifteen tickets or something, so I like begged some of my friends to come. <laughs> so I was like, "Man, can you guys all come tonight?" So yeah, like fifteen fans that bought tickets, like think I'm more popular. Than <laughs> yeah, um, and it worked a treat. I had like twenty five people in the room. It was great. <laughs> Doubled um, your audience. But yeah, I don't know. I don't consider that even a horror story, like not selling any tickets. Like often. Like they're some of the most fun gigs because mm-hmm. like you can see people having fun, and if you acknowledge it and you still create a fun environment for those, you know, few people in the room. I think even as an audience member, sometimes I like being in a room of like, oh, man, one of the best shows I ever saw was with like four people, really, <laughs> at the comedy festival. Yeah, and it was the weirdest crowd. Oh, it was six of us. It was a friend of mine, Bart, Bart Freebound show, right? And it was on like a Monday or Tuesday, something like that. It was me, my girlfriend, and this goes full circle, Nick Cody yeah. <laughs> and two other punters, right? Mm. And there were six of us in a room and I've never seen a comedian still to this day crush that hard. Really? Like, just, like Bart, he's great. He's like a good buddy of mine and he's so funny and he just annihilated, like not even like in a way of like acknowledging the six people or he just did his material and crushed like it was so <laughs> weird to watch it made me like just feel so insecure like yeah oh, great. i haven't, haven't done that well in front of 100 people before <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't know I, I don't think it matters how many people in the room i i would say a horror stories are like when people like heckle like, we had to kick a lady out of our show once in port macquarie um that was pretty rough what'd she do i was on the t- regional tour lewis and i did 
together and she just wasn't a fan of some of the, the jokes we were doing. Right. Um, they weren't particularly that edgy. Was it segregation-based or? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, and I'm far too white for this conversation right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was It was something to – I had a joke about how I – people always used to tell me that I look like the guy who plays Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> And I do like it's an it's an actor named Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne, yeah. And, uh, he's the guy in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. He's in mm-hmm. Les Mis. Uh, I do look a bit like that guy. And I used to joke about people. A girl came up to me once on the train and said, "Hey, you look heaps like Stephen Hawking," but didn't say like the actor. She just said, "You look like Stephen Hawking." And I had a joke about that. And I did that on stage. Like I've done. I've been doing that for a year at this point. No one had any complaints. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, this one lady just didn't like it and Lewis said some stuff and then she kept interrupting and, and yelling and then it was really unfortunate. It was just a bit sad. We just had to kick her out. Yeah. And then the people who she was with, like they were really nice guys and, and they were big fans of us as well and they were super apologetic and quite embarrassed and it was just like a, a really negative thing. Although we did play like our tour manager played that, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Classic, yeah. Hey, on the way out, which, uh, was in <laughs> But yeah, I would say that's probably like the worst thing that's ever happened. I had a pretty bad heckle at my Perth show, um, we almost kicked out. I did a the biggest show I've ever done last year. It was it was unreal. I, I got to do uh, perform at the Regal Theatre in mm. Perth. It was like a thousand people there. I've never done a show that big before. Like even probably the biggest by double. Mm. And there was, there was always going to be one person out of a thousand. Yeah, that ruins it, right? And for some reason, I was on stage and I realized halfway through the set as I'm dealing with this heckle, I was like, we don't have security. Like, just me, my girlfriend, and like, yeah. a few ushers who are, like, working part-time in between uni. Mm. I was, like, really, like, thinking to myself, I was, like, I don't know what, how, if this escalates, like, do I have to just fight them? I was, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, what's going to happen? So, I just, yeah, I probably should have kicked them out, but I, I didn't think I could. So, I was, like, I just let them stay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that was probably the worst stories. But, man, overall, after seven years of doing it, I feel like I've, had a pretty good run really nice that's sick yeah i, I don't know like yeah I, I was gonna say like maybe instead of kicking them out yourself you just rile the crowd up like a like a mob and just lynch <laughs> them just send them out packing <laughs> yeah right yeah. <laughs> nick curious style yeah nick curious style get out <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty good. And then if like someone gets hit on the way out, I give them the microphone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know what to do with that situation. I think just like I was just like I tried just being funny, obviously, but then there's always that point where it becomes not funny because mm. like then other people in the crowd are like, like it got to the point where like it's Perth, so people are pretty rowdy anyway. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> like people just start like turning and going, shut up, like in the middle of the show. Jeez. I was just like on stage. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's aggressive. But, yeah, I couldn't even understand what this like lady was saying. Like she was just like mumbling and I was like, I don't speak Perth. Like yeah. translate yeah. what you're saying. Like this is crazy. But uh, yeah, other than that, I, I've really had a great run. No complaints really. Um, out of interest, I was wondering, right, you, you started in radio, now you do a podcast like with Lewis. How, how has your relationship evolved, I suppose, over time? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of those things where we actually met doing stand-up. Um, so, we were originally just doing gigs together. We used to do this room called Shisha Comedy. It was like a, a, a shisha bar full of like old Arabic people yeah. <laughs> and, and a few young people too. But they were like, it was so hard to get laughs. It was, made us all much better. 
Uh, we I went every single week for seven months straight. Wow. Every Tuesday we go. And just because they all had a shisha pipe in their mouth, <laughs> it was really hard to make them laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, if you were crushing, you just hear coughing. Mm. <laughs> like, like if you did a good joke, it wouldn't be like, ha, ha, ha. It would be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Old Arabic men, like, heaving up their guts. <laughs> like, just like the whole room just smelt like yogurt and just like, <laughs> jeez. Smelt like licorice. Pretty much, or mint, or whatever flavor was going on. <laughs> Blueberry ice. Yeah, I used to come back with a really sore throat, like after every Tuesday. Secondhand smoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there was this old guy there called Mr. Shafiq and stuff. It was just like such a great Mr. Shafiq. He used to sit the same. Uh, I wonder if he's still alive. I have no idea. But he, he was used to sit in the same chair every day and just heckle us. Wow. Yeah. And there was this other comedian, Michael Schaefer. He's very funny. He's Jewish. Uh, and. He he wasn't a big fan, right? And every he would give Michael just so much shit, <laughs> just like about his religion oh and God. like everything. <laughs> it was wild. It was like the Wild West, yeah. <laughs> but it was all love. Like it was all everyone was having fun and stuff. Um, See, so yeah, that's how we met. Then we like started on radio. We started doing videos together. We probably knew each other for about a year and a half, probably two years even. And I was opening for Lewis, like when he was much bigger than I was. Um, and I was like coming on the road with him and opening all his shows. So I would say we were friends for about maybe two, three years before we, uh, got on radio. And then, uh, since then we've gotten a lot busier. So mm. we do still try and hang out. Like we always try and make time to hang out just as friends rather mm. than always making content together. Cause I think that's super important. Like you guys probably find the same thing. Like you gotta, if you're not actually friends with someone then it's hard to like make good comedy with them. Mm. Um, but yeah, like we're naturally just we we gravitated towards each other as friends at the start. I think we have a lot in common. We're so different, but like the we all, we have like the same goals and same mindset, same work ethic and uh, stuff like that. But but personality wise, like we could not be more different. He likes Warhammer, and I like drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's very funny, like, and everyone knows it. it's kind of the, almost the appeal of our relationship in a way. Like, I, whenever I'm like, I was out at a nightclub last weekend, and uh, this guy taps him on the shoulder, and he's like, and I was with Keelan, who also works on the show. Mm. And he's like, Luke and Keelan, oh my god, like, come over here. He's like, where's Lewis? And I go to answer him, being like, oh, he's not. And he goes, nah, I'm kidding, boys. He's at home reading. All right, have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, yeah, yeah, what to expect. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're still great friends, and um, we obviously see each other all the time, and. Yeah, over over COVID, I left for seven months, so I, I didn't see him for a while last mm. year. Uh, he was stuck in a lockdown, and I was uh, touring, so <laughs> uh, it was definitely tough. Definitely the most challenging year for us uh, was last year. But since we've been back, it's uh, yeah, it's been been great. Beautiful. Um, I wanted to know what is the fog joke, <laughs> and can you reveal it to us here? I I absolutely cannot. <laughs> as I. I do not own the fog bit. I am just the performer, <laughs> bit manager. Uh, it's a ten figures plus bit. We reckon. So Is it? Gonna be revealing it on a podcast <laughs> until, we, until we monetize that. <laughs> but I actually, I, so the fog bit. For those who don't know, is a, is a routine of stand up comedy mm. that I have that I wrote three years ago that was no good. I tried it at gigs, couldn't get it to work. And I was just going to scrap it. I was like, maybe it wasn't to be. Uh, and that's happened sometimes. You just think of an idea, doesn't hit, or, or it's hitting, hit and miss, and you're like, you know what, maybe not. 
and I never put it in a show. And then Lewis believed in it. All these other comedians I knew like believed in it. And uh, turns out I was wrong. It just needed a fan base. Right. right? (laughs) Which all great stand-up bits need a fan base, you know? Um, So then Lewis told everyone on our podcast to chant or yell fog bit (laughs) every show that I do. And literally every single show. I do. That's all people yell. It comes Like up. I walk on stage and it's been two years now. And I'll, I've done gigs to like four people at open mic nights in like a dungeon in Fitzroy. Yeah. Before, and like one of them has been like, just do the fog. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. uh, so oh, one time I was doing a corporate gig on the Gold Coast. <laughs> like just 70-year-old lawyers, like not my demographic at all. Like... And uh, I was like, had to do 20 minutes. I was like 17 minutes in. And then this like old bloke, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. No one's going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I can just do my time and leave. I was like so close to finishing. And then this old bloke just goes, boy, mate, <laughs> do the fog bit. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, how do you know this? And he's like, me daughter watches you on the talk tick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> So, yeah, it, it haunts me to this day. And recently I made an announcement on the show mm. uh, a couple of weeks ago that I, I've officially retired the fog bit. No. Uh, I've, but here's the thing. I don't own it. Lewis owns the rights to it now. <laughs> he popularized it. He's the manager. He's my lawyer. Um, he thinks there's more money to be made. So, he's actually auditioning other people <laughs> currently. <laughs> To perform the fog bit. So he thinks he can replace me, but mate, he's going to come crawling back. <laughs> I love it. For sure. It's all about the delivery. It's not, it's not just the words. It's about the how it's said. The execution. Yeah, it's about the story behind it, you know? Beautiful. So uh, look, good luck to Lewis though. If he thinks he can replace me, then then good luck to him. <laughs> I, I see that figure dropping to six figures. Really. <laughs> um, <laughs> it'll still be worth a lot, but, but not that much. Not that much, yeah. Dramatically dropped in value. No, I was just going to say, we're going to have to find like some pirated version of it now, yeah. like a bootleg version. <laughs> well, there, there really isn't any versions of it. Um, we, we are, we're, look, at the moment, look, if Lewis approaches me again and maybe we can we can talk cash, <laughs> uh, mm. we can talk money, you know, if he can get me out of retirement, I would consider it. But uh, yeah, I just, honestly, I, if someone yells at another show, I think I might have an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> Which they will. People still will yell it, but now I'm just going to disappoint. You're just going to kick him out. Just send him send home. Yeah. I uh, actually, like after I announced that I was retiring from the fog bit, we actually got four emails asking for refunds. <laughs> 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 but that's to be expected. You know, that's the power of the fog bit. Uh, that's so good. <laughs> it's just it. a creative decision I made, but uh, it's not going to please everyone. True, true. All right. Final, final, uh, final question, Luke. We'll wrap it up, but uh, it's a quick would you rather. So would you rather uh, go around in the ring with Mike Tyson today or be punched in the face by a random bloke at a nightclub in Darwin? <laughs> the ouch. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> flashbacks. Uh, so <laughs> that, that happened. The second one happened. Uh, I would... I'm feeling good today. I'd actually rather go around in the ring with Mike because I'm assuming Mike would be high right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that. one. Seems like when he's not training. Uh, actually, that's 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 not true. Actually, I don't know. Honestly, the guy who punched me was like six foot four, pretty big dude. Yeah, probably didn't have the same um, level of boxing technique as Mike. But uh, at, at two a.m. when you're blind at a Darwin nightclub, 
it feels like Mark Tyson's hitting you in the face. Uh, how good. All right. Well, thanks so much, Luke. We'll wrap it up and uh, we'll see you back for the game. Alrighty, boys. Uh, game we're playing today. What is the question? As you know, I've got a couple of questions here. You just got to give me the answers to. The best one wins. And uh, San will be going head to head with Luke. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Oh, no, me, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, both people are very stressed here. <laughs> that's that's how it works, though. Unfortunately, that's the game. Um, All right. We'll go first. San, you can go first. Luke, yep. you can go next. The answer is 2 a.m. What is the question? Uh, boys, I think the question is, what time does SPS decide to air softcore French porn? <laughs> yeah, true. That's good. Uh, uh, my question is, um, what time did I write this in my notes? Luke, if you have, if you ever have a joke about uh, fucking a vacuum, make sure to say dick down a Dyson. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is 2 a.m. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's catchy to be fair. Like, unreal. <laughs> by the way, very long question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Late night thoughts. <laughs> I'm going to have to give it to Luke. Dick down a dice in his class. <laughs> Dick down a dice. <laughs> wow, that has never been said before. Yeah. Words have never been said in that order, and we all just experienced <laughs> Dick down a dice in his class. <laughs> yeah. Heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> How good. All right, the next one. The answer is nine months. What is the question? I think the question is, when is Sydney expected to get its next shipment of rat tests? Mm, we're going to be waiting That's a long good. time. That one's more factual, to be honest. Yeah, just straight facts. Actually quite sober. Started off really strong with that one. Um, <laughs> God, everything is being like, don't say how long does it take for babies to be made? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when in no, doubt. That's mine. I got nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> you win this round. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. Uh, just a gimme. To be fair, both factual statements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, the fact that Sen's kind of depressed me more means that he may, he may have this, to be honest. Yeah. One all, uh, heading into round three. The answer is one hour. What is the question? I think the question is, how long have I been parked in the no-stopping zone outside for the <laughs> recording? <laughs> Get out of there, dude. Jeez, uh, you should move your car. <laughs> the, the question is, how, how long should have I probably spent preparing for this segment? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and with no preparation, Luke still is up 2-1. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me. All right. The answer is 42. What is the question? I think the question is how many times did I watch Two Girls, One Cup this morning in preparation for this interview? Are you serious? Uh, <laughs> no wonder you were late. <laughs> I had to get the last one in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The answer is how many minutes should I have spent preparing for this interview? <laughs> yeah, no, same question. Um, yeah, how, how many minutes? Um, oh, 42. That is a good answer. Um, how? Oh, man, dude. Pass, I know nothing. pass. How, <laughs> Luke's pass. got to pass. How, how many nipples does Ro have? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually 41. Thanks, Luke. Come on. Oh, shit. Don't undersell me. Um, Sam takes that because of a default. <laughs> but the best kind of victory. Yeah, you take There's that. There's been a few forfeits on my end uh, on this game. Alrighty. The answer is Tom Holland. What is the question? Before we started, 
<laughs> Luke said he didn't have one for this. <laughs> and I said, yeah. I also have a terrible one for no, this. I, I should have said I didn't have one for the whole game, but I'm, 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 I'm still, it's still even. So I'm, <laughs> I hang in here. I've got a really dumb one. It's what is Thomas Netherlands more commonly known as? <laughs> You can't be doing is that. that. Like his, is that his real name? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just a joke on Holland and Netherlands. It's a terrible joke. Yeah, right. Oh, dude, I'm so dumb. I didn't even. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually very funny. That's like um, that's like your game, actually, isn't it? It's like if. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we have a game called Do You Know. That's the one, Do You Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, a game about rhyming celebrities' names. <laughs> Essentially just the same as this, just back writing <laughs> yeah. rhymes uh, and reason, explanations for rhymes. I actually had a Do You Know, but I'll do it off air because I'm scared. It's pretty shit. No, just do it. Just do it now. No, please do it. I need, I'm, I'm, allow me time to stall for this Tom Holland one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, go to do the do you know boys? Do you guys know Ash Barty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just won the uh, just won a Grand Slam Australian Open the other day. If if she passed wind every single time she won a point, would she be called Smash Farty? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> good, that's good, good one. <laughs> Probably save that for off air. <laughs> Excellent, full props. I would have gone with uh, if she was assaulting her flatulence, she would be Bash Farty. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> But either one worked, to be honest. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Do we just pivot the game? <laughs> the answer to Tom Holland. Um, ah, geez, this this one not really funny, but it is revealing. Um, mm. Which Hollywood celebrity does Luke have a bit of a thing for? Uh, Tom Holland, really? I watched, I watched Spider-Man last week and I uh, oh, didn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Zendaya, pick it up. Yeah. Tom's got it going on, dude. Can I give um? Can I give no one a point? Is that is that <laughs> is fair. that possible? <laughs> yeah, we both yeah. don't deserve a point. There. Tom Neverland. <laughs> I thought Netherland was pretty good, I thought. <laughs> All righty. The answer is 50%. What is the question? Uh, I think it uh, is. I've got one. Oh, here we go. go yeah, we'll go to Luke first. How many of these uh, questions do I have a good answer? <laughs> uh, sorry, a good question for. Damn it, I stuffed that up. Too. <laughs> it's a bit confusing. <laughs> Sen? Mine's a classic. You know, on average, how much do I overstate the length of my penis? <laughs> 50%. Within the margin of error, you know. That is believable. True. It's a large margin of error. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> Luke Luke takes that one out. And then the next one is 120 sheep. What is the question? Mine's again, low-hanging fruit. It's a, what's the average body count for a New Zealander? <laughs> Dude, I was literally about to say that. That is, that's unfortunate. <laughs> 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 oh, good. All right. <laughs> Finish it off then. <laughs> you guys, great minds think alike, that, that apparently. That's literally it. I was like, that's that's the one I had prepared. Like, that's the <laughs> only one I had prepared. And I was like, I'll see what he has. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. The answer is KFC. What is the question? Oh, easy. Dude, what fast food chain has fallen off like crazy? Ooh, that's a controversial opinion. Yeah, man, I'm not even. I'm just out here spitting facts. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that, dude? I think I the kernel has only gone better and yeah. better over time. They just like fine wine. Have you had the new Crunch range? I have not actually had the Zinger Crunch. Oh my god! They changed the Twister, which is my order. They mm. no longer offer the original. It's now a, a, a Twister Crunch. 
they replaced tomato and all that good goodness, the sauce and stuff with coleslaw. Oh, okay. That is, yeah. I can That's see the punch ranges. It's just col- coleslaw and a burger. They're like, <laughs> oh, let's just put cabbage and mayonnaise and fuck it up. For <laughs> yeah, that's not ideal. Yeah. Should be called Kentucky fucked coleslaw. <laughs> <laughs> so you might have to beat that. I'm not sure if I swear. That's fine. That's you fine. can swear as much as you want. Um, my question is, who first used the slogan finger licking good before Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> he was the colonel. Uh, just a nice yeah. pedophilia joke to finish, <laughs> to finish off. Excellent. Off. Nicely done. I can't believe I just asked if I could swear. <laughs> 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 really misread this. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, I actually don't know who won. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think I, anyone I, did. I think it was a, it was a loss for comedy. Today. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was... <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners were the winners for sticking through all of that. Yeah, true. You, you know who didn't win? Uh, New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Tom Holland, though, probably took the win there, actually. Uh, I, I admitted uh, a, a pretty hectic man crush. Mm. Uh, really trying to decide between him and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, people always say, like, you know, like, you know, it's, it's him. Man, I think I just have a thing for superheroes. Hey. Gal Gadot, oh, God damn. By the way, I'm very heterosexual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm definitely heavily implying that I'm bi. I'm not. I just, <laughs> just Deadpool and Spider-Man, dude. Those, man. <laughs> they do it for you. Oh, the charisma of Ryan Reynolds. Just I envy that man. <laughs> Fantastic. And with that. <laughs> and on that so tangent. I know this is not part of the segment. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> How good. Oh, man. All right. We're t- that's done. We'll end it somewhere at some point there. No drama at all. I just gave you a great title. Luke comes out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's> perfect. <laughs> Click that for sure. All right, boys. That brings us to the end of the episode. And a massive thank you to our guest today, Luke. Luke, where can our listeners find you? Uh, you can. Uh, do, please don't, don't come to my house. Uh, you can find me <laughs> online. Uh, Look up my name. I got a YouTube, TikTok, all that, and um, yeah, and, and come see my show. I'm, I'm touring the whole country. So if you live in Australia, I'm doing every major city <laughs> and pretty much every regional town as well. Um, I'm just I'm coming everywhere. Yeah. So <laughs> I'd love to see you there. I, as uh, 75 shows, I'm sure there'll be one near you. Yeah. Unless you live like in, I don't. I'm not doing Broome, so I apologize if you live in Broome. Isolating our two listeners from Brew. <laughs> yeah, that, hold that glow. I'm out. <laughs> so, yeah, LukeKidget.com for tickets. I'd love to see you uh, at a show. All right. Beauty. There you go. 75 shows. No excuse not to see Luke. If you want to find the rest of our episodes, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. And also check out our TikTok. You know how, just quickly, you know how you say, like, no excuse? Mm. Mate, p- people find them. Like, I do, <laughs> I do 17 shows. Like, this year I'm doing 17 shows in Melbourne yeah. like, every night for three weeks. The amount of people that are just like, oh, I think I'm washing my hair that month. Oh, like, you have no oh, idea. Come off it. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, I'm super busy. Yeah. I'm like, really? On a Tuesday? Like, yeah. Do they ask you to change the show just for them? Surely not. They're not emailing you and saying, do another one, please. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, mate, people say anything. Like, really? Like, hey, I can't come that night. Me and my friends can't come. Fancy adding another Wollongong. I'm like, if I just did that for every place, <laughs> like, there's only 365 days in a year. Yeah. I'm currently spending 75 of them doing shows. Yeah. Right? If I just keep adding them, like, <laughs> I'm not going to have a show for the next year. <laughs> <laughs> nah, people pretty much want you to come to their doorstep and perform for them and their dog. Yeah. 
pretty much the vibe. And I love it when people go like, hey, mate, can you come to like, you know, Redfern? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, can you not catch the train for 15 minutes, yeah. mate? Like, performing in Paddington, like, Jesus Christ. No, not convenient. That's a walk. Do you can walk there. Yeah. Oh, Sydney, Sydney's the worst one, though. Like, people don't even want to come from the other side of the bridge. They're like, mate, oh, a, yeah, oh, yeah. I can't catch the train. That's mm. the whole thing. <laughs> The nightmare. Yeah, you get the stuck up yeah. people though, to be fair. It's uh it's an interesting it's an interesting seems like an interesting kind of thing to juggle, hey, with all these yeah, people. As you said, no excuse. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs>